um, Zach, right? So, <laughs> Paul. We've. Uh, <laughs> oh my fuck! I wish it was. They were a little bit different looking, like a blonde. Well, their names are nowhere similar. Yeah. Was there any blondes on this show for the guys? Okay, so. Uh, Welcome to a little bit of everything podcast. I'm Allie, and I'm here with my co-host Scotty. Good afternoon, Allie. Hi, Scotty. Are we just saying good afternoon forever now? You're not saying hi to me anymore. Hi, Allie. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is afternoon, but... It's always afternoon when we record. Okay. Well, okay. hi, Allie. Hi. We are married and have six kids between us, ages ranging from 10 to 20. On this podcast, we chat about a little bit of everything. Our main focus is on dating, relationships, and parenting in a blended family household. We will talk about finances, our careers, mental health, movies, and other things that impact our relationship with each other and our kids. This week, we are discussing Love is Blind Season 4, which you can find on Netflix. And please note that there will be major spoilers in this episode. We're going over everything. We are going to chat about what we think about what these couples are getting right and what they can do better and buckle up for a long episode here. Our notes for this episode are nearly three times longer than the ones for our normal episodes. So let's get started with the pod dates. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want to describe how Love is Blind works? Oh, go ahead. Totally. That's a great idea. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> there's probably, let's just say 20... Mm-hmm couples or there's 20 there's 10 to 15 single guys and 10 to 15 single girls Mm -hmm. okay they're kept in separate um living quarters yes and so the whole idea is to kind of do like a speed date type of scenario where uh couples will meet have dates for we don't know maybe an hour two hours and um they can't see each other yes so it is love is blind so it's all about their voices, their chemistry, how they connect without looking at each other, which is the whole point of the thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it it is a fast process, and um, the dates go, and I think we kind of catch it further along at some point when we start seeing connections. I think they kind of speed it up to mm-hmm. get to where the good connections are going. Right. They only focus really on a few couples. They'll show some scenes with other people who don't end up making it. I, I, I have to <laughs> go ahead. Oh, and then it's like a, a week, I think, that they have together. Yeah, it's I. one of the things I tell Allie, I go, I wish they had like a date meter so we know what date this is. Mm-hmm. But it's everything is just on a time uh, s- scale. So, I mean, it, it's it's fast. And uh, I often wonder if some of the people in the background are, are part of the experiment or they're just um, extras. Mm. We We don't know, but we know that eventually you get down to some core people mm-hmm. and well i i think we're going to try to focus on the key people so the goal is to find who you think your life partner is you get engaged then you go on sort of this honeymoon for five days they, they go to mexico in this season mm-hmm. and then you throw them into living together they live together in like some apartments like a group of apartments where they all live together yes and then they meet each other's families, and then you get to the wedding, and we see if they get married. Yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting because it is based off of the person and not their looks. So initially, a, yeah, and yeah. so and it's but there's 
there's like these um, marks that we don't know that they have to get engaged to move forward. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it feels like it might be rushed a little bit because that's the best match. Sometimes it feels like it's a real connection. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we'll see as we talk about each couple. Okay, so let's start with our first couple, Kwame and Chelsea. So Kwame's 31, Chelsea's 30. Um, Kwame's, I, I, I think he's a former professional soccer player. We don't know for sure, but he plays soccer. We know he plays a lot of soccer. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, Chelsea, oh, that's right. He's a, a, in sales development. Uh, he's a manager. Um, it, I guess at some point he mentioned he did get injured playing soccer, mm -hmm. so maybe he couldn't, you know, pursue that avenue. Mm -hmm. he, he says he may never get over it, yeah. which I thought was interesting. I'm going to bring that back up later. Okay. And then Chelsea, who I think has a very colorful mouth. <laughs> she's really? A, yeah. Coming from you? Well, if you take me out of the equation, I'm not in the fucking pods. <laughs> If I did, I'd say, hey, that motherfucker is uh, colorful. But she's a pediatric speech language pathologist. Mm -hmm. um, so she's, um, I assume she's very, so like you, she's like a wordsmith. She's very particular what she says and what she talks about. She's very decisive in what she, and how she approaches things. Uh, so those, uh, those two have some chemistry. I got I the sense that Chelsea was very much a people pleaser. Um, I feel like this couple says I love you to each other the most. And part of me wonders if it's like trying to make up for something or if they're just really words of affirmation people. Well, I told you that I thought that at some point and when we talk about the other people involved, I felt like Kwame tried to make his connection with Chelsea more important when the other one was not there anymore. At least mm -hmm. that it's it, it's what I saw. It's not what it, it's not necessarily true, but yeah, they're both very affectionate. I guess out of all the couples, they probably were the ones that talked the most. I think they're the first to be intimate with each other, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think they're very physically affectionate, and with their words, they talked about love making in a very spiritual way in the pods. Um, Chelsea does express her feelings first saying, I'm really feeling this. And Kwame responds and says, he's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about the next uh, couple. Who else is Kwame interested in? So there's a gal named uh, Micah. Mm -hmm. I said it right that time. She's a little younger. She's 26. Uh, she is a marketing manager. Uh, she strikes me as very, um, she laughs a lot. So I think when she's nervous, she's very giggly. Yeah, so yeah. she hides behind her laugh. Mm -hmm. Not she says like a lot, too. <laughs> I have a friend who I've known for a very long time who accuses me of saying like a lot. And I would like her to watch this, uh, watch Micah in maybe just like a 30-second clip or like get a reel of Micah saying like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I nonstop. I, I, I don't notice you doing that. Maybe you did it when you were younger and they can't let mm -hmm. it go. Well, <laughs> but I don't see No, it. I mean, she, does, I don't, she doesn't really say it anymore. Maybe her saying it helped correct it. I'm, yeah, I must have because I, I don't see that valley girl type of like this. Like, oh, my gosh. She's so, also a very fast talker. And I think I misread Micah because of her relationship with another gal that we'll talk about as being not 
necessarily a good person, but I misread that. I mm-hmm. think she is a good person. Mm-hmm. She just needed some time to, um, you know, get to know her her match. But I, but I get, we're not talking about that part. Yeah, yes. I wonder how much she, how much of a personality of her own she actually has because she. She says she feeds off the energy of others. And I feel like in her interactions with people in the pods, I don't see a lot of initial thoughts coming from Micah. So she, in her chatting with um, Kwame, he talks about the power of positivity and she offers up the word manifesting, which is a very popular concept now, but that's sort of mirroring what he says. And she does that with someone else too, which we'll get into. You know what I I was going to say? I, I noticed that she never, Kwame is, I think, I honestly think that Micah was his first choice. Oh, yeah, for sure. But she could not validate his emotions. She couldn't give him that reassurance or The whatever. way that Chelsea did. Yeah, and that's, that's... But he didn't choose to break it off. I know, but maybe he would have pursued it a little little bit faster or a little bit harder Harder, maybe but whatever so we know that eventually uh you know Kwame ends up with Chelsea but we'll talk about Micah is in the mix Mm -hmm. she's go ahead uh she says she's falling for Kwame after six days and he he says he wants to propose to her already he is honest though and says he feels a connection with someone else which Micah doesn't know who that is and Micah also has a connection with Paul and she describes that as a slow burn. And he says he's not going to tell Micah what to do. But Micah is obviously jealous that he's interested in someone else. Yeah, the the, the thing that I like about the guys this season, there mm-hmm. was no... They didn't force... The, one guy did, but he was out of the picture. But for the most part, they didn't force the gals to make choices. They didn't make it about themselves. They said, you know, mm-hmm. you know do your thing. Um, and I think we saw with um, Micah a little bit of um, manipulation to make sure she was number one. Mm-hmm. With both of her guys. Yeah, and that's not fair because she does say a couple things that kind of puts... The slow burn thing, That I think that's when she basically said, I'm not interested, I'm, I want to pursue the slow burn. Mm-mm, not yet. Oh, she didn't, but... I, I maybe she sees the slow burn as more long lasting, mm-hmm. whereas you, when you meet someone and you just go right into it and it's exciting, then it goes, you know, it maybe, fizzles. Yeah, maybe she's had some experience where the chemistry so, you know, there's so much happening, you know, fast and then it dwindles, and so she likes the idea of things building because she knows it will keep building. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So back in the women's quarters, we see Ma- Micah talking to Irina, which is like her bestie in the living quarters, oh, and yeah. telling her about Kwame. And Irina tells her to slow down and asks, you know, what's the rush, which is kind of hilarious for a show that's designed to fast track a relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they have these confessionals where they're talking to the camera and not talking to anybody else or their partners or anything. Kwame says that Chelsea is a ride or die type, but that he is really ready to propose to Micah. So who else is Micah talking to? Who's the slow burn guy? <laughs> the slow burn guy and real nice guy, analytical, his name's Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we know he's an environmental uh, scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think, is also dealing with two women as well, right? 
Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. He's 28 also. Oh, yes. And um, I think he's... Um, I don't think he needed that validation like um, Kwame. He, I don't think he... Because of his background. Yeah. I think he's very analytical. And I think he's very secure in himself. And I think the emotions don't appeal to him as much. Whereas Kwame, I think, needs more emotion emotional connection with his partner yeah and i think that had a, a factor in the decision at least for for micah which micah and paul maybe had a deeper connection but also he she may have felt safer with him because he's you know very logical he might seem like a safe bet for her both of these gentlemen were interested in other people and we don't know how much they spoke of that in the pods but mm-hmm. micah seemed to really latch on to that and so maybe if paul was more vocal about you know not being as committed to her or she was with you know interested in kwame maybe in order to pursue things with micah paul maybe expressed you know i would want it to just be us or whatever and mm-hmm. And so I think that was important to her is to be like number one. Yes. So again, with the mirroring, Paul mentions being present and intentional. And Micah says that she appreciates the beauty in the everyday. And it's like not an original (laughs) thought from her. Um, Paul says that he thinks Micah has a sultry voice and expresses a desire of wanting to make out with her. And Micah is jealous of Paul's connection with this other woman whose name is Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul doesn't ask about Kwame directly to Micah, but in the men's living quarters, he expresses his worry about her saying yes to Kwame and says his flight or fight, fight or flight is kicking in. And so then Micah says that she will be all in with Paul if he's all in. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to go first. She did that also, as we'll see later on. Mm-hmm. She wants. She does to, it again. She, it's almost. It must be an insecurity. Yeah. So she prompts Paul to end things with Amber, and then really like digs in to find out like how are you going to do it? Are you going to do it fast? Are you going to like how are you going to do it? Whereas he's just kind of like whatever. Like okay, you you're going to end it with Kwame and just leaves it at that. In the women's quarter, at least we know with two women. They 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 were watching the interaction or the reaction when they came out of their cube, so they knew what happened. Mm-hmm. So they knew that maybe they broke up, broke it off, and that they were number one in the men's quarter. I, we didn't see as much of that kind of eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see something with one of the guys where he found out about something, he got pissed, but he didn't even know who it was. So there wasn't necessarily as much people knowing who was dating who in the Mm -hmm. men's quarter Mm -hmm. there's more gossiping or whatever in the women's quarter Mm -hmm. so i think we both agreed this season we had a couple at least one woman for sure that was a a villain the worst (laughs) she's a uh, one in the men's quarters too we'll find out yes to some degree but not as bad as irena Oh. Well, I don't know. She was her she was her own self-sabotaging demise. The other guy was sort of getting in the middle of another couple. Are you talking about can I say his name? Josh. I think he basically so we didn't see a lot of their dates, but he I think was committed to her and he did make kind of an ultimatum. Well, but we'll get into that. Okay. But so Kwame goes into the pods to meet with Micah and is totally oblivious 
to what has happened with Micah and Paul. And she starts off by saying that Kwame has been her favorite person through this entire thing and she wouldn't want it any other way, which I think is so bizarre. Mm -hmm. But she thinks the slow burn is how it should go. And then she ends it with him and he's totally blindsided. Like you said, in a situation like this, (laughs) it seems like, why would you, you don't want to go with the slow burn. You want to go with the fast burn. You only have maybe what? 10 days. That moment where she says she's going to slow burn and he, he's very respectful. He goes, I hope you, um, good luck with your journey, but, but he doesn't say anything like, but he's fuck. totally shut down. No, he's, he's, uh, he's a wreck. And we see him in the quarters crying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we know for sure that he had a, at least from his point of view, he was very much into Micah. Mm-hmm. There's two things I want to point out. As soon as he knew he wasn't with Micah, he started making Chelsea seem better. Mm-hmm. He said, well, my first date with, with Chelsea was, was the, the best. The best one. So I, I thought that was interesting. I saw that maybe twice where the second choice, they made them better than they were. Mm-hmm. But there is an interesting di- um, dialogue between Paul, who, who she chose. Paul is fucking totally oblivious to this. He's sitting there. <laughs> And he's he's gone through the same thing where he's given an ultimatum to Amber, mm-hmm. and Amber not an ultimatum. He's ending it. He ended it. Sorry, and she actually says "fuck you," Paul. Right? Yeah. So well, yeah, maybe. She's okay. well. She's upset. She's blindsided. It yes. was total. So now he's out there. He he's obviously upset about it. He did not take any pleasure in dismissing Amber. Mm-hmm. Goes out there. He's talking with Kwame, the guy who's his choice Micah is now with or is not with who just hurt his fucking brains or life. And he's talking to him. Kwame's listening and nodding. He goes, you know, I hate, you know, there's always, there's going to be a villain and all this. And <laughs> he's like, I hate being the villain. <laughs> and, 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 and Kwame's agreeing with everything he says, and, but he's thinking <laughs> you asshole. I'm the guy that, you, that you're indirectly hurting. That you're the villain for. Yeah. And so it's, it was, it was really just so poetic. I'm surprised Kwame didn't, and that shows a lot about his character, that mm-hmm. he didn't say, look, asshole, I like Micah, and she hurt my feelings, and that's who you're with. Right. It didn't come up. He just let it go. Right. And then I think I think at some point, he's like, "I'm Chelsea is my girl now. Mm-hmm. So that, that was interesting. So back to Kwame and Chelsea, he's proposing to her, and he talks about how he always wear, wears black jeans, but today he's wearing khakis because he couldn't find his black jeans, mm-hmm. and it looks good. And he likens this to coming to the experiment with an idea of what he thinks he wants, but actually finds what he needs. And that's Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And he proposes and she says yes and says that their love story is the most beautiful slow dance, secure, soft, healthy and loving. And I think it was weird that he phrased it that way because us as the viewer, we know that Micah was like his first choice. And I kind of felt bad for Chelsea because I get the sense that she truly loves him, but he just seems like a really good bullshitter. I I think there's, I think he's forcing what he wants to believe because he lost the first girl. I really think Micah was the one he wanted to say that to. Paul's other uh, interest is Amber who is 33 and a flight attendant and they share a love of travel. Mm -hmm. Amber has been divorced twice 
And Paula asks Amber if she ever cheated. And her answer is a little unclear. I think the answer is no. Uh, but she did say that if she stayed, it would have le- led to that. And I think that I think Paul didn't like that answer. When he follows up, Amber says she would have ended at first or hoped to end at first or something. Before she got to that point of having an affair. Mm-hmm. But he tells her that he loves who she is, loves her social and sexual energy, and asks her if she sleeps in the nude. <laughs> He also got her flowers, which Amber takes back to the living quarters. And then we have um, some interaction where Irina is sort of like mocking the flowers. Mm-hmm. Back in the living quarters, Amber is talking to a woman named Molly, who is not um, a main main character in the story, mm-hmm. about wedding planning ideas. And it seems like they are taking this very seriously. And Irina and Micah are going on and on about Amber's flowers in a sarcastic way. And it's, it's, it just shows the difference in the level of maturity between the women. Once Micah breaks it off with Kwame, I think they go and do this together, Micah and Paul, to go break up with their significant other. other. Make a pact. Mm-hmm. So she breaks it off with Kwame. We see it's quick, ripping it off like a Band-Aid. She goes back into the living quarters and immediately starts obsessing with Irina about how long Paul has been in there to talk to Amber. <laughs> and she just seems so insecure. Like, how long has she... It's been like, oh my God, I can't... Is she ever coming back yet? Like, what is he doing? Yeah. And then we see Paul in there with Amber and he's really struggling. Like, you can see that this is difficult for him. Mm-hmm. He's like mumbling and fumbling over his words. And he finally says, like, there's only so far you can take this with two people. Mm-hmm. And he's going to explore his connection with the other person. So Amber is upset. She cries. I, I thought she was candid. And although she did say, fuck you, I didn't think it was like a hateful Fuck you. She, it was a fuck off. She <laughs> said, you know, I'm not going to tell you things that I don't feel right now. Like, I wish you the best because I'm upset and angry. And I felt like that was actually a very mature response. Yeah. So she comes back to the living quarters, finally, <laughs> and pulls Chelsea aside and she's crying. And Irina and Mike are like eavesdropping <sighs> on them and like giggling. Was that when Irina went all the way below the the, mm-hmm. the counter in the kitchen, and mm-hmm. she's and she's they're both kind of giggling, but she's really digging yeah. women getting hurt, yeah. which is bullshit. She's awful. They should be supportive, right? Yes. Did, now, did you see that on the guys when the guys came back? Did they go no. start giggling? Not at all. If anything, there's a couple moments. Even Josh, I believe he consoled um, Kwame. When he came in, mm-hmm. which I thought was something where I go, wait a minute, he may not be as bad as, I mean, we know he's kind of a cocky prick, but I think he wasn't as bad as I thought mm-hmm. in in that moment. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad person. Just just very direct in like, I don't give a fuck. I'm he might be g- a little bit arrogant, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. Okay, our next couple who is not in any of these love triangles or squares or whatever um, Tiffany, who is a 35-year-old client recruiter, and Brett, who is a 36-year-old design director for Nike. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite couple of all the seasons. Brett is like a walking green flag. 
<laughs> okay, what the fuck is that? Okay, yes, if there's such a thing, mm-hmm. he is. He's Both, done all the things you want. Oh, yeah. Both of them state that their longest relationship only lasted two years and that both of them it was that relationship was over 10 years ago and they're they're both really open with each other i think we find out with um with brett he's got um he's a i think he's afraid of attachment because he's afraid of losing that he had a very traumatic experience when he was um younger his brother was in a really long relationship and they were just about to get married and right before the wedding, his brother passed away. Yeah, that was... And I think that impacted him greatly. That was that was a touching moment. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany was just so comforting yeah. in that. Um, do you want to talk about how Brett got to Nike? Yeah, they were talking about when he was in uh, fifth or sixth grade. He said that they lost their... Um, I guess they couldn't pay for their... His parents, I don't know what they were going through. It sounds like his mom might have had some, um, maybe some mental illness or something. But at some point, they lost the power to their house and some other stuff. And, water. Uh, water. And I think he felt maybe a little bit embarrassed or, mm-hmm. no, he got picked on, right? Is that, I think that was No, part of- he just, he didn't want his friends to find out, so he wouldn't let them come over after school. Okay, so it was more of that situation. But either way, it made him feel inadequate. But at some point, he started doing um, drawing. He started drawing for, um, I guess, to help him deal with this this this. Anxiety. Well, he was introverted. He was yeah. an introvert. So when we, he would hang out by himself, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. Well, sketching is free. Right? It is, and it is, and it's the way to express yourself. And I'm sure it helped him, or it was therapeutic. But he started posting stuff on Instagram. And it's eventually, it sounds like it wasn't necessarily... First, he got recruited by a company... I don't know if it was an internship or something. I can't remember. But from that job, it led to an opportunity to work with Nike. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about how he had this prototype that he shares with Tiffany. It's this little... It's kind of neat because when they have dates, sometimes they'll like make cakes or flowers and they'll send it to their cube. Mm-hmm. And so when she was there, she had this little shoe that looked like, <laughs> looked like a... I don't want to say a baby because it was a little bit bigger than a baby. But it was a, it was a prototype of the shoe that he designed mm-hmm. with Nike... To, I guess it kind of was his step into becoming an ex, you know successful from from a kid that didn't have power to a a guy working at Nike. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because he said, you know, he didn't have a college degree, and Tiffany mentioned that that is something that he she would have prejudged him for in the real world had they met. And so finding out, you know that she could be interested in someone and someone could capture her attention who didn't have a degree. Yeah. I think that's, that's something that, um, that we may do when we're like, we mentioned some of the dating application or dating applications, dating apps that you, you, you tend to, um, you might swipe people because of something like that. Mm-hmm. In this situation, they go into the pods. All they know, I think is their names, right? They don't, mm-hmm. or do they even know that? I don't even know what they know. So they get to meet and not prejudge mm-hmm. people based on their look, their education, their I'm, age, age, race. Yeah, and so you get the chance, and I think that's that's telling in this position. Mm-hmm. These two are a little bit older in life, and I think something that I see in some of the other women 
in in this show throughout the seasons is like they just want to get married right i just want to be married just want to be married Mm -hmm. and tiffany is like i don't just want to be married i want to find my soulmate like she's very intentional on i'm not just here to have a wedding Mm -hmm. she wants to find her person yeah it's what i gathered especially towards the last episode we just watched Tiffany is a successful, independent, mm-hmm. strong woman. She doesn't need a guy. She loves her life yeah, by she, herself. She's good. So it's going to take someone special mm-hmm. to make her life better because it's already good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the whole point is to bring someone in your life, at least I hope so, to make your life better, not to complete it or take care of you. Well, and it's important to like your life the way that it is and not rely on someone else to make you happy you should be happy on your own yeah and it also may lock you into something you're not wanting to be a part of especially if you're relying on someone for other things like finances or um secure you know different types of security but i thought that was really sweet that they both were at points in their life they're both successful mm-hmm. i mean we we have to assume they're there was some fears of long-term relationship but they were also working really hard to be successful mm-hmm. so maybe they finally had this opportunity to say, look, I'm sick of this shit. And that's why maybe they went on this show because they said, I'm ready to really find someone. And we we see, as you, I think they're one of the top couples I've ever seen on these shows. They'd definitely be number one mm-hmm. out of all the ones we've seen. Mm-hmm. And they, this experiment was perfect for them. Mm, absolutely. So they're on one of their pod dates, I think towards the end. And Brett is spilling, like, his emotional guts to her and what happens. Tiffany's, um, she falls asleep. <laughs> she falls asleep. And and he's there saying, uh, Tiff? Hello? T- hell? Hello? And we know, and, it, and we want to say, it's all right, Brett. She fell asleep. But... <laughs> I know, like, we're screaming at the TV. She just fell asleep. So, so he goes back, and he goes to his living quarters, and he's like, well, you know, and he's... He's like, I'm done. Yeah. and I'm done. And... and, and Two, I forgot who comes in there. Marshall. <laughs> no, 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 not. I mean, two gals after oh, like two hours come in. It was and say, Chelsea and someone else. Yeah, they're like, hey, baby, you gotta, you gotta wake up. And she's like, <gasps> yeah. And you can, if she, and he'll see this later. Mm-hmm. And oh, I think, I'm sure we'll hear about it on the reunion. Yeah, but, um, but we'll talk about the the next because um, that that was a crucial moment. He shared something. That was basically, it almost sounded like he was at a point where he was ready to... He was going to propose. That's what I thought. I, I think so, too. <laughs> and and she went silent. Mm-hmm. And, well, we'll talk about... Well, what happened in the men's quarters, though? Oh, when so... When he, he went in there and he was like, I'm done. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marshall came up to him and said, look, you know, you got to stick in there and keep at it. Go, mm-hmm. go get it. Don't stop. Go mm-hmm. get what you want. Something to... I don't know if that's exactly what he said. But... and. Later, we're going to see a, a real tender thing with Marshall and Kwame. But, um, so Marshall d- and Brett? <laughs> Later on, we're going to see a real special thing with Marshall and um, Brett. And it just kind of shows you how important he was in that moment mm-hmm. to keep him in there. One more fighting chance. And Tiffany better be thankful, too, I think. But 
Yeah, he's a really he's a really stand up person. Well, yeah. So they go back into the pods maybe the next day or something, and she apologizes. She is so sorry. She's I think she might be afraid that she's ruined everything. And Brett says, you know, this will be a funny story of our journey. And mm-hmm. then he, and then he does propose. Yeah, I think it, I think he was like, look, I need to know. I already know I want to be with this woman. But if I don't hear anything that makes sense, I'm I am done. So it was it was weird how it was. I'm gonna marry this woman, or I'm done with her. All in, you know, balancing by a just a, a moment, mm-hmm. and that must be an extreme thought to to really be upset and potentially happy. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about Jackie and Marshall. Oh, that let's let's do that. <laughs> God, that was another... Okay, go on, babe. No, you go. Okay, so um, I think Marshall, for me, Marshall's 27. Is that right? I thought he was a little younger, but okay, Jackie's 26. She's a dental assistant. Marshall is a marketing manager. The thing that struck me by Marshall is how mature and... I mean, I know what I was like at 27. I don't think I I had his, his maturity level. He he's he's a very put together, patient guy. Jackie, uh, she's very loving. She's uh, we can see what they look like. She's a very attractive woman. Um, there's there's stuff that we don't see till later, but we know that Marshall uh, has chosen her to be his number one mm-hmm. throughout this thing. Mm-hmm. Jackie has she's one of the gals juggling a couple guys. I know. Marshall had a, a tough um, upbringing. He talks about his dad and how he um, he's demanded them to do very well. He was talking about a story where they're doing math or something. He's not doing well in math. And he says something to the effect like, he goes, one day you're going to be begging on the side of the road and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive by and I'm not going to give you any money. Jackie says, you need to give yourself grace. And I think it's so sweet how she... She's very emotional, connected, and open in the cube. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing her a side of her that maybe she doesn't show that often. Yeah, that's what she said. Oh. That she can, she feels like she can be very authentic with him. Well, she's gonna have to show the real her. Yeah, I guess she's gonna have to date guys in fucking pods the rest of her life because we find out eventually she's not maybe that gal or she can't be that gal now. She may grow into that person that can be like that, you know in person but she will see that you know she kind of changes when she gets out mm-hmm. uh, we see that marshall reads jackie his poetry and jackie says that marshall is simping she says he's very sensitive and smooth calm and a walking quality man so she really identifies that he is a good person mm-hmm. and it seems like she wants this but it's not her normal type and Marshall does comfort Jackie and tells her, you know, it's safe to express her feelings with him. Marshall tells Jackie that he's in love with her and her response is, aw. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, the one thing I want to say, because you've told me this, um, that sometimes when people come from backgrounds that are tough, they don't know how to be with a man like this. Mm-hmm. That seems... They don't feel worthy of it. So, yeah. So, they need someone... To create chaos, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I, I really well, when she's you she's gonna get it <laughs> when you yeah when we've talked about that. Um, this is the first time where I really saw it 
where you I said here here's an example of what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. We don't see a lot of Jackie and her other interest in the pods. His name is Josh, and he is 31 and a project engineer. He isn't necessarily a bad person like we talked about, but he does appear to be really cocky. Jackie mm-hmm. describes him as a strong, masculine, tough man, which seems like it's more her type. Jackie tells Marshall that someone who he doesn't know uh, told her that he will pack up all of his stuff and leave if he can't have her. Mm-hmm. And Jackie couldn't end things with Josh because of that. She didn't want to hurt him. And so Marshall tells Jackie to take all the time she needs. He doesn't know, you know, that it's Josh. He goes back to the living quarters and Josh ends up telling him that he loves Jackie. Mm -hmm. And this seems to light a fire under Marshall. Like, okay, when he's not in front of Jackie, like now that he knows it, like, it like makes him more assertive. He does man up, wouldn't you say? Yes. But I was going to say the thing I do, um, I, I I really respect out of Josh is he didn't hide. He's, no. He said, "Are you talking about me?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, I don't know. Are you do- are you dating Jackie?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "Yeah, I am." And he said, "Well, did you say such and such?" But I just thought it was interesting that he didn't he didn't shy out. He came forward. Um, like we said, I don't. Maybe he's not a. He's not a dick intentionally. He just is cocky and he wants what he wants. But Marshall definitely stepped up to the challenge. Mm -hmm. He proposed to her and she said yes. Mm -hmm. And later, Jackie tells Marshall to man up during an argument in Mexico that we don't see. Mm -hmm. But when something does confront Marshall, he has shown that he can be assertive and aggressive but he wants to show jackie softness and love but i I think we've learned that sometimes people don't attract the right people from they know what they like but -hmm. they're probably not the right people for them yeah and we didn't say everything maybe there's a balance where marshall could be a little bit more assertive maybe she doesn't want to carry the load of leader all the time or maybe maybe sometimes too emotional of a guy might be too much for someone. Like if he's too, um, yeah, too needy. Sometimes too lovey-dovey is too much. Yeah, and I think maybe that's that might have been part of it too. Yeah. All right, last group of people, uh, Love Triangle, Zach, Irina, and Bliss. Quite a pair here. <laughs> this, is, this is main character energy all the way, this little thruple we have yeah zach is a 31 year old criminal defense attorney he jokes about being a stripper being homeless living under an overpass in the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's really like it's off-putting i think he cut out a lot of potential options because of presenting that way Irina is a 25 year old business owner she was born in russia and moved to the states when she was five or six And she tells Zach more than once, like I would say no less than three times, maybe a handful of times, that she doesn't care how he looks. It's what's on the inside that matters. She says that she's a bombshell, but then she also goes on to talk about how she had horrible acne and as a child and now she has scars from it. So I wonder if that's like that cockiness is like um, overcompensating for her insecurity. Bliss is 32 and a program manager. She grew up in Alaska and is from a family of teachers. 
Zach compliments her intelligence. He shares that his mom passed away and he went into autopilot, passed the bar and started his law firm, but that he was dying on the inside. From the beginning, Bliss and Irina dislike each other. Uh, we see Irina accuse Bliss of sabotage and Bliss says, I would never intentionally hurt you. And Zach does not see the real Irina. Yeah. Ir- Irina literally says, I'm not nice at all. <laughs> in the living quarters. <laughs> she isn't. She's mean and... Zach has his birthday during the pod dates. Irina completely forgets and tells Zach that she forgot. But Bliss makes him birthday cupcakes. And Irina like has the gall to like ask her for a candle. And Irina says... She said no. But Irina says that Bliss is like so wifey and it's clear to me that she's jealous, even though she says she's very confident in her connection with Zach. And Bliss has a very mature response about Irina's behavior, um, but says that she has poor character. Zach says that he could see himself marrying either one of them. And Bliss says that makes her question his judgment. Paul tells Irina that he knows the reason why she comes across as being tough is because if she feels threatened or hurt she reacts and he says i know you're a good person so he's kind of convinced himself that this thing going on between irena and bliss is not really who irena is but watching as a viewer it's frustrating because we know she's a bitch and manipulative Mm -hmm. you said paul though it's zach she didn't have a thing with paul until later Right. Okay. Sorry, Zach. I get them mixed up. They almost look alike. So, <laughs> fuck. You'll see. They're they they're similar. They're a little bit socially awkward and whatever. So, Zach. It again. Zach talks to um, to Bliss. Bliss says, "I don't know if I can trust your trust your character or your judge of character if you see Irina this way." And then I don't know if he takes that personally because he sees Irina as being a good person who's protecting herself. Yeah, he just says she's blunt. She's yeah, she's blunt and she <laughs> she's defensive, whatever. But we see all the shit he can't see, mm-hmm. and so if he just saw that, he would have made the. Well, the, I'll be interested to see how he responds to how she behaved at I'll, the reunion. I hope they I hope they watch their shows. I don't know. I would. I'd want to see how they are. I'm sure they did because they're going to want to get their reaction. Well, I think it will. will, It's going to reaffirm how wonderful Bliss is Mm -hmm. and that she is Bliss. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that Irina is who we saw. And we're frustrated and upset because we know she's taking and manipulating a potential mate with this guy, and we don't know if he's ever going to get a chance to be with this person. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 fucked. And I think. The comment from Bliss about, I don't know if I can trust your judgment of character, along with when Zach asks about her parents and she says, my dad doesn't like any of my exes and his issue with his previous relationships feeling judged by their families. Mm-hmm. I think those all of those things combined makes him decide to go with Irina. Yeah. It's like when you have two people that you equally like, you need a reason. I wish he could have saw and believed that. Well, I, it doesn't matter now because they end up together anyway. They do. 
Okay. So Bliss calls a truce with Irina one morning, saying she wants to start fresh and have no hard feelings. She goes into her last pod date with Zach, telling him that she's at peace with Irina and she apologizes to him for all the drama. Mm-hmm. And she read a quote to him. It was, I thought it was very sweet. And I think she was blindsided. Yeah, she, I don't think she felt she was out of the mix yet. Right. And Zach breaks up with her. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, I mean, obviously, and he also had a tough time too. Oh yeah. He was sobbing and he said that he loved her. Yeah. His heart, his heart was broken and bliss does. She's very gracious too. And she almost makes it seem that maybe, maybe they're, could be hope down the road. I don't know. I, mm, I, I didn't get, the, get that feeling, but she does say she's happy to have met him and hopes that he finds happiness. She said all the right things. Mm-hmm. So she goes back to the living quarters and she's crying and finds Chelsea and Irina is smirking. <sighs> and then Zach goes back to the living quarters and, and lies down on the couch and he's crying and Marshall covers him with a blanket. Yeah. Then Zach goes in, I don't know if it's later that day or the next day, but he proposes to Irina and she says it's the easiest yes of her life, probably because no one's ever done it before. I, or it's because she's going to have a vacation out of it. That's what I think. <laughs> I think this girl saw a free vacation to Mexico and jumped on it. Well, let's put it this way. If she didn't say yes, she, she'd be off the show and she couldn't continue to go on right. the journey, yeah. which is, is not what it's about. But all right, so let's talk about the meetings. So what did you think when Brett and Tiffany first met in person? Oh, God, it was, he ran to her. I know, they're just, we don't even need to talk about them. They're just perfect all the way around. Yeah, they're, they're very cute. They kiss, they compliment each other. They, they they didn't say anything about being weird or it was off. It was odd. They saw, I think he said the energy of Tiffany was what he felt and she was that mm-hmm. he didn't say anything about looks or weird or well he said she was beautiful well yeah he's <laughs> he said some good stuff and she seemed to be very pl- uh, pleased with his appearance too mm-hmm. but um i thought it was one of the best you know meetings mm-hmm. all right what about paul and micah um i i had a rewatch well we did rewatch it i think she i mean she was smiling and a little bit nervous but he was they were he was elated. They kind of met and they had a good friendly vibe. I thought and mm-hmm. they she, kissed. Yeah, they kissed and she was nervously laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I think watching it this time, I think she I think she liked him, but maybe wasn't fully into him physically. But she was saying, okay, I can work with this. Mm-hmm. It was opposite with him. I think he was like, oh fuck, she's really cute, and I like what I see. Mm-hmm. What about Jackie and Marshall? Um, I think Marshall was obviously happy. I think he saw that she was a bomb shot. I can't remember. I believe they kissed. I think there was... They hugged for a really long time and they kissed a few times. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know she said something about him not being the kind of guy, but I think they were at least seemed genuinely happy to see each other. I think in the moment she was happy. I think she finds him attractive, mm-hmm. like objectively, but... Later, when they are living together, she does express that her normal guy is like tall and tatted and athletic and Marshall is not that, but he is definitely attractive. So I think she is attracted to him. But you know what's interesting? Hmm. I know we talked about Josh. Isn't he shorter than Marshall? 
I think he's shorter than Jackie. <laughs> he's not a very tall guy. But I think he's tatted, and I think he's more buff. Yeah. So, two out of three. Yeah. Chelsea and Kwame, how are they when they meet each other? Oh, they're, um, I think that there's some passion behind there. There's, um, I think, well, we said, I know they hug. I I know they, I'm pretty sure they kiss, don't they? Don't oh, they yeah, kiss? they kiss a bunch, and she's, like, kissing his ear and neck. They're very physical. They're, they both, if we had to choose a um, love language, the physical affection would be, mm-hmm. um, and words of affirmation, I think you mentioned that, but you'll, it continues on. But yeah, they're very physical and they don't kind of mess around with that. Right. And then what about Zach and Irina? <laughs> <laughs> it was I, so awkward. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like being on a blind date with someone you didn't want to be with. Mm-hmm. So she comes out. He's happy. He's happy. She she's beautiful to him. He comes to her. He tries to kiss her. She pulls his, her head away. I, they do hug. It's like a friend hug, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, and but then, he he said it's good to see you, which isn't. I mean, it's nice. But then she replied back with "It's nice to meet you." <laughs> so both of those things seem very sterile. Yeah, and I I I think I tell you well, I've told you. I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean this, but it seems like when someone says this is weird or this is awkward or not, not awkward necessarily weird that there might not be an attraction, but she also says you look like a fictional character or Mm -hmm. a cartoon character. Mm -hmm. I'm going, what the fuck? Yeah. I say, well, well, thank you. You, I haven't heard that in a long time. He asks to kiss her and she says just a hug for now. And she says it's it's going to take time to get used to how he looks and they're sitting next to each other, but they're not touching. And she, <laughs> and she calls him creepy. <laughs> I don't think he, did he repropose to her? He did repropose. Well, and I, she said, yes, maybe that was the moment where he realized he made a mistake. I wonder, well, maybe that's when he, that had to be a gut punch. Don't you think? I don't know. All right. So then they go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall and Jackie have a good time. Um, they take a bath together. They go to lunch one day and Jackie says he's a real man. She says she's worried about herself and pushing him away. And then he parrots back to her the saying, give yourself grace that she said from the pods. And she says she's never had anyone who's so kind to her. And Marshall says that he's not going to walk away when things get tough. And then later in the room, Jackie's crying. She's mm-hmm. upset about something and what happens. He he doesn't leave. He's trying to console her. He wants to he says, I got you, don't worry. She's saying she's worried about her family, about the past, although they're on a vacation. Um, but I get it. She knows that it, this might be temporary and that Somehow she's she's worried about something that hasn't happened yet, but she knows there's a reality to this. It's mm-hmm. all, and so I think she's into the situation. She's just getting sad because she knows it's going to end. But he's there. He's comforting her. But I I think we see one of the first like kind of breakdowns in their their relationship where it's but it's not something's off. Mm-hmm. But Marshall, to his credit, he's hanging in there. He's he's trying to comfort her. Um, she's kind of dismissing him, right? Mm, no, he says you don't have to do this alone. I yeah. mean, I I don't 
I didn't feel like when she was crying, he w- she was dismissing him. But when they're done, she puts a drink on the counter yeah. and says, put that away. That's that's what that's the part that I'm talking about. She kind of walks by him, like yeah. It's very demanding. And just leaves, and I don't know what that helmet that was. That a test? Do you think that's a test to see how much? Maybe. But the next morning, she says that she was glad he was there for her, and it was exactly what she needed. And she says, "You know, my man loves me." Could you imagine having to do that every other day? For <laughs> no, that was a lot to take in on a vacation. On a Mm -hmm. fucking vacation. Yeah. All right. Brett and Tiffany are a fairy tale couple. We see them kissing in the hot tub and in the bed later. He did say he got her a bathing suit, which I thought was a really risky move. Mm -hmm. But it's a one piece and it's just really sweet and adorable. Yeah. Um, At the... They have a pool party with a whole group and Tiffany goes to the bar and gets a drink and kisses Brett on the way there. And Brett tells the guys that it feels like they've been together for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marshall and Jackie, Jackie did say that she did not want to wait for intimacy. So I think that they were intimate. Yeah. yeah. And then Tiffany shares with the women that she's on her cycle, but that they're doing other things. And then later uh, they do share that they were intimate with each other. Yeah. I, th- I think, Marshall, just on that on that note, I think he says, "So are we gonna wait till we get to the altar?" She goes, "No. Why would I do that? I want to. <laughs> if you buy a car, don't you drive it or something like that?" And I'm, so that was practical. I got to give her credit for that. But I think if Brett and um, Tiffany didn't, if she wasn't cycling, I don't think that would have been an issue. Mm-hmm. And she, they show a, a scene where she's on top of him in her, I think her underwear, right? And she's very, and she even says, "I, you know, there's other ways." To please without sex mm-hmm. so we know that they had some kind of intimacy that way but um we know there's a few people that haven't had intimacy micah says that paula's dorky but she finds it endearing he's not her type but she does find him attractive and they do get into bed together and kiss and eventually they share that they were intimate but i don't think they were at first mm-hmm so at the group pool party micah and kwame get to meet for the first time mm. How does that go? <laughs> God, I, there's, I, I think Kwame, I think he did, um, we know he really liked her, but I think Chelsea, to her credit, knew he needed to talk to her just to kind of close that off mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, so they do talk and he's, you know, he's, uh, he says, I think he makes it clear that she's, you know, beautiful or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a point where he says something and she cuts him down about like turning down his proposal or something. What uh, did she say? Well, like, so I, Kwame was talking to Brett about his connection with Micah. Okay. And Chelsea interrupts and says, you know, hey, baby, when, when you're done with that, can you grab us some chips and guac? Okay. And it's like her and I don't know, one of the other women. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, baby. And then Irina is hanging out with Micah. And interrupts and asks him for tequila shots for her and Micah. And he tells her to get it herself. Yeah, But there's something, he says something, um, Micah says something and it bothers him. So he gets out of the pool and he starts. Well, yeah. So then Tiffany mm-hmm. gets shots for everybody. Yes. And Micah does a toast to Kwame for a failed proposal. Yes. And that's what sets him off. Okay. And, and what's interesting is she's the one who ended it with him. 
Exactly. It wasn't a failed proposal on his part. Yeah. And he never proposed to her, to be fair. Right. So. Because she broke it up. She broke up with him. So being in his shoes, if I, I could see where he'd want to, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to talk to her, mm-hmm. to his, which is fair. So he got out of the pool. Chelsea's over with some other folks. Um, he sits there talking with her for a long fucking time to the point where Chelsea's like, wait a minute. This is not. Yeah, well, it's like 30 minutes, and they're, like, laughing and flirting, and Mike is touching him and stuff. <sighs> and and they're, just to be fair, they're, they're, they, we see in these, in these group meetings with all the shows that when they, they present alcohol, and they sometimes, drink, yeah, when they drink a lot. <laughs> and, and, and I think we don't see Chelsea drinking as much, but he, you can kind of see that they're kind of talking in a way where they're little bit a little bit drunk mm-hmm. um but chelsea at some point we see her go she's you know she's like fuck this she didn't say that but she walks back yeah. to the cab or the, the room yeah paul is nowhere to be seen we're <laughs> assuming he's totally oblivious or super chill about their interaction chelsea seems fine at first in fact they show the two of them talking kwame and micah and chelsea's like in the foreground sort of like laughing and not really paying attention mm-hmm. like she's she seems secure in it but after 30 minutes I think it's kind of like, what the fuck? And then Tiffany and Jackie are like, that is not cool. Yeah. And so I think with that, like, validation, she leaves and goes back to their room. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have to imagine if you're engaged with someone and you've just probably been fucking his brains out and you look over and some other girl's got his, her hand on his chest, mm-hmm. it's probably not a good feeling. <laughs> probably not. So later that night, Chelsea expresses her displeasure with Kwame mm-hmm. and saying, you know, that the length was unnecessary, the length of their conversation. And then the next day, he plans, like, this ceremony um, from his home in Mm -hmm. Ghana. Mm -hmm. And it's like an apology for her, and they make up. Yeah, I I think that, which is very sweet, but on that note, I like how Chelsea, when they're having that discussion... Um, Kwame said, hey, I needed closure. I needed to choose. Yeah, there's a difference between. She says, yes, get the closure and get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. She said, don't stay there. Yeah. Get the closure and then leave. I think in their disagreement, she was very constructive in her words. Like she didn't say anything nasty. She just stated how she felt and she, that she didn't feel it was right. She wasn't overly emotional. If I were. I. I <laughs> Yeah, I think she handled that whole thing patiently. She didn't overreact. She was upset to... I mean, she should have been upset, but she could have handled it different. So, yeah, I think she was very a very understanding partner. It was mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. After the pool party, some of them go to a, a bar, and Irina kind of hits on Paul. He like <laughs> She touches her fingers to his lips, and she's totally into them, which is hilarious because she and Zach, he and Zach look super similar. Yeah, I we didn't. Do we um, talk about their first? <laughs> do we talk about Irina and Zach when they first got together? I don't think we talked about that. Yeah, we did. Did we? When they got into the bed? When they got on the vacation? Oh no, we'll get to that. Okay, that part okay. Because yeah. I wanted to. I, I did want to say something about that, but. Um, okay. And then also, Paul is the fiance of her, you know, quote, best friend on the show. 
Yeah, she does everything wrong. I mean, the one ally she has, and I think that's when Micah finally goes, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I mean, you're fucking with me? Um, yeah. But I, I think the the point I, when you're talking about them at the pool, she's already, un, she's not thrilled with her connection with um, with Zach. So now she's kind of looking to see if, if Paul, it almost seems like she's, She's testing to see if he's into her. Mm-hmm. Like it, like maybe she could get him. Yeah. I think that he should have stopped her from touching him. I don't really appreciate that part of it. But since he's not interested in her, it's maybe in his eyes it seemed like harmless. Well, like, like you pointed out during the um, Kwame Micah thing, he yeah. could, I think I think he's got a social thing where he didn't, he doesn't, necessarily see that which is great i wish i fucking had that so he didn't react to that and i think in that situation like you said like i think you're you're saying is he he didn't he didn't take it as a he doesn't like her he doesn't that's not his girl it doesn't mean shit to him Mm -hmm. so zach and irena zach tells irena that she looks like megan fox which (laughs) spoiler alert she does not she still can't pinpoint what cartoon character he looks like she insists that they will not have sex before marriage. Mm. Um, and Zach brought, he had this Steffi in the pods that he shared with both women and he brought it to Mexico and Irina puts it in between them to protect their purity. <laughs> I think that she had more an affair with that fucking thing than him. <laughs> he touched, she touched it more. <laughs> he makes like a kissy face towards her and she calls him a crazy ball. Like she just defaults to this like really immature like name calling whenever he tries to be intimate with her and not just physically intimate, but like emotionally intimate also. Yeah. She gets very jokey and, um, giggles. Um, when she's obviously not into him. So she's trying mm-hmm. to find distractions to, to dissuade any kind of, um, Affection. intimate. Yeah. yeah. And so she dismisses it in Paul. I mean, not Paul. Is it Paul? No, Zach. I got, him. Hey, they're the same fucking guy. Just different hair. So Zach, <laughs> Zach is really trying to connect on that physical s- s- part because I mean, I don't even think that. Like, I think he'd appreciate that, but I think he's just trying to connect with her at all in a way that was similar to how they were in the pod. Do you think he ever felt validated that he was attracted? No, or she not was at attracted all. to, him? yeah, no. or the, you know what I mean? And she told Micah that he gives her the ick. <sighs> yeah, she says she told um, Zach. We're besties and good things take time. Um, She just seems constantly irritated with him when they go on dates together. Zach finally calls Irina out saying, you know, you seemed like a very affectionate person in the pod, but you're not being, you know, affectionate with me now. Mm -hmm. And his guess is that, you know, he likes, she likes to be in control and this is her way of showing control. She says that's not true. And he says, you've already decided that this isn't going to work. That's true. She does also, and I don't think it helps. She goes, well, I'm really a physically affectionate person. I do like to touch people that I like. Mm -hmm. And that just (laughs) makes it worse. I'm like, if you're that, and you're you're just showing more that you guys aren't compatible. Right. The best thing about that fucking meetup, these two in Mexico, Mm -hmm. was that beautiful layout that they had out in oh, the their beach. first dinner it I, was really pretty if you took her out of there 
<laughs> and, and stuck bliss in there. And put bliss. It oh, would have yeah. been so romantic. And I, I bet know. they would have had sex that night. Yeah. Uh, Zach tells her, Irina, if I'm not your type and you can't get over that, then we should move forward. But I'm not going to chase you. And she hides under a pillow and says, like, you're not. And, like, giggles. They do decide to end their relationship. And she admits to treating him poorly. He didn't deserve it. And she hopes that he gets a chance to reconnect with Bliss. And then they were all pals after, which is yes. great. Because that, that pressure's gone. Right. But I, I like how she says, because I think they're going to be there another night. He goes, she goes, I think when we fly home, we should sit in separate areas and da 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 da. And I think he's like, fuck that. I want to go home now. I don't want to even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's always implying that we're going to fly home together, but we should probably sit. But eventually he says, we're going to end this now. But it is interesting. I mean, I think they still, I think their flights were scheduled. I think they were still going to stay the night. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like to hope, I like to think in my heart that he left early. <laughs> But I think it's interesting how once that... No, because then the next day they were brushing their teeth together and that's when they were all like, their pressure's off, running to each other. Yeah, so either how it happens, I do like how when that is gone, that pressure, Mm -hmm. that they get along pretty fucking well. Yeah. They're almost joking about it. And I think she kind of hopes that maybe there's a potential with bliss, right? Mm -hmm. She's kind of, they're like thinking about... I don't know. It, All right. So after Mexico, mm. Bliss and Zach meet at a restaurant. Yes. What happens? Um, he's um, he knows he fucked up as soon as she walks in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he says, I mean, I don't know if it's all true, but I know, I think this is true. I think when he went to Mexico, as soon as she wasn't showing affection, he knew I fucked up. I sh- I want I wish I had bliss and he's probably at some point starting to think how can I get a chance with bliss again, so I think he's very ecstatic. I think that she's um, not. I think she still loves him. I think she didn't lose the feelings for him. I think she's mad at him. Oh, she's fucking pissed because mm-hmm. she was second choice. But if she saw what we saw, we would she would know she is now first choice by fucking. There's no <laughs> miles. There's no quite. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I think it's sweet that she was able, at least so far, she was able to see past that, meet with them. And she says, oh, I hope we go out again because we'll see. Mm-hmm. So. And then Micah and Irina meet and Micah tells her that she doesn't appreciate her hitting on Paul in Mexico and she's like, you know, I defended you to all the other girls, which which makes me wonder, like, did nobody like Irina except for <laughs> Micah and Zach? And then they both got burned by her. Mm. And she tells Irina, you know, I know he's not interested in you, which gets like this big side eye from Irina. Like, ugh, that was kind of hurtful. But it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that I, I don't know if this is true and we'll find out because there's a reunion special that we're going to see. I think that was their last interaction as friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if they are still friends. I wonder if Irina will even show up. I hope she... Well, I, looked you know up their, I looked up their Instagram. She has a video apology up oh. on her Instagram. Thank God. I don't know if it's genuine. It, well, <laughs> It's probably bad for her business, the way she behaved. 
Well, I tell you, if I were single and I saw her show up, I would fucking run to the hills. Yeah. Guys, do not... And you know that's not fair. She She's probably only, thinks you look like a cartoon character, anyway. Really, I hope I'm a fucking at least uh, Bugs Bunny. I think um, she's young. She may change. It's not fair to say that was something that Zach said in the living quarters. He said, "You know, she's younger, more immature, mm-hmm. and she likes to play games." Yes. And I'm like, if you're saying those things, why are you proposing to her, dumbass? And why is someone that yeah, you got to think, why was she there? Bliss is 32. Mm-hmm. She's obviously a little bit more down the road, and she probably is there for the right reasons. Irina, if I, I had a guess, she just thought it would be a fun thing to do, and she was there for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're back from Mexico, and we're living together. I'm just going to go over a couple of brief things here because we are already running so long. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall and Jackie. Marshall makes Jackie breakfast from scratch. Oh, that's fucking so sweet. It was so sweet. It was, and it was, it looked really delicious. She was thankful. She meets his family before meeting them. She's like kind of in a panic. Remember? Yeah. Is this breakdown too? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they meet though. And his family is super accepting of her. And yeah. I don't think we met any of her family or friends, right? I think we didn't get a chance because yeah. of how things. Yeah. We'll circle back to what happens there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Tiffany and Brett obviously, um, do very well together. They meet each other's friends. Everyone's supportive. Um, Tiffany indicates a pet peeve of Brett leaving water on the floor, which like, if that's the worst thing your guy does, then <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. I, well, I hope I hope guys listen to that. <laughs> they visit Brett's house and he's very, very organized. Green flag. He does have a lot of gadgets and Tiffany makes a little comment on his spending and calls him bougie Brett. But it's sort of like joking. It's like it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Yeah, he's thirty five? How old is he? Mm-hmm. One of them's thirty five, one of them's thirty six. Well, you take out marriage, you take out kids. Kids, you know, you got how much a lot fuck- of money. You Why work not? At- yeah. <laughs> That's what you put your shit into, traveling and nice shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um the so the, his place is a little small. I think they're going to live in that building though afterwards. Mm-hmm. They talk about getting a bigger place yep. within the building. Yeah. Okay, Kwame and Chelsea. So, I want to keep in mind that Kwame has been injured and cannot no longer play soccer and th- says he thinks he will never get over it. Although I th- I think it's clear that he plays recreational soccer. Right. But just this fact that something has happened and he has like a sore spot forever, potentially. Maybe. Yeah. So they have some chats about chores and <sighs> Kwame relocating to Seattle from Portland, which he's hesitant to do because he plays soccer and has a running path in Portland. He says he has no friends in Seattle, but he doesn't appear to have any friends in Portland because the only person coming for his like tux fitting is someone else from the show. Another cast member. Who's not like one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. Portland isn't that far away. If you had friends, wouldn't they come to this important event in your life? The only thing I can think of, and I don't think it's true is they, they don't support this um, experiment. I don't know if his, his friends, I don't know. Do you think friends would care that much? They'd be like, whatever you do, you bro. 
But they show up at his, well, we're going to see that. I don't know. Are we, are we going into further to the actual weddings? No. Well, we see that later on. There's the, the, the guys show up, don't they, at the wedding? Or I can't, I right? don't think so. Well, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Well, we know we know he's got he's close to his 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 family, but they live far away. Yeah, and his mother. Well, you, so another would, reason, like Chelsea's family is in Seattle. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have family in Portland. Yes, and Chelsea cannot work remote. She works mm-hmm. in person with children, and yeah. Kwame works remote. So I'm wondering though if like if he does do this move Uh and doesn't have like a new running path or new buddies or new soccer or whatever like is it going to be like the soccer thing where it's like he can't let it go and it's like will he build up resentment toward her i think because of what i know now and what i've seen i think he's i think he's gonna find everything he needs in portland he'll find in seattle i thought oh yeah let's rephrase that portland i think he'll find everything he needs in seattle I think his best friend's going to be Chelsea. I think he's going to find new soccer leagues. I think he'll find some beautiful running pass, probably better than in fucking <laughs> Seattle, right? But he can always go back if he really has any friends out there that we haven't met. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there is some friends he has and they're not in the area. But yeah, I guess it's a concern that we didn't see one fucking person. I mean, it has to cross Chelsea's mind a little bit. But he also is from another country, um, although it's been a long time. And we know there's a, a lot of pressure from his mother, but we do get to meet his sister and brother. Mm-hmm. Or is that, and they're, they're very supportive mm-hmm. and loving, and that was nice. So he does have that. Right. Kwame meets Chelsea's dad, and he's very supportive of their relationship. I thought their interaction was really sweet. Oh, he was a, he was awesome. That guy was mm-hmm. cool. I wish you know if I had a father-in-law. I know. Well, I wish he was my dad. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I mean, I know what you've told me, but yes, I get it. Kwame calls his mom, and we don't hear her side of the conversation, even though it seems like she's on speakerphone. It's probably like Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. No, no, it's complete silence. Well, from his side of the conversation, it sounds like he doesn't. She doesn't approve. And Some, she doesn't come to the wedding. Like she's thinks that he's he's like he's better than this type of thing. Like he should be doing it differently, but it does I think he shares with Chelsea that she wants him to marry someone from Ghana. Yeah, if that's true then there's a lot of shit we're not seeing and that could be a big part of that. Maybe he didn't I don't remember him saying that to her in that first call? No. Never, I remember never. him saying it, I think, during their photo shoot. Yeah, I mean, if she's traditional and she's anything but... Um, <laughs> she looks nothing like someone from his country, I would say. Um, Chelsea. Yeah. So, she's... But she's very loving. I think, she, I think if she met her and talked, I think she might see it. But she wasn't given that chance. Mm-hmm. Chelsea has a 30th birthday party and the couples are all invited. Marshall and Jackie show up separately. Previously, we saw Jackie before the party tell Marshall that he needs to man up and they never have sex and she wants him to be more aggressive. And Josh also shows up at the party 
and speaks with Jackie and they seem to have an interest in each other. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything about that? Yeah, meeting? I just I I almost felt like Josh was there. I don't I almost feel like the show said that's put him in the fucking mix. <laughs> right. Agree. But I do think he showed Stir up. the pot. He had nothing to, He has nothing to lose. He's yeah. gonna have fun. I think for the most part he was you know, he approached everybody. I felt like he was pretty drunk. Yeah, I don't think he said anything that was yeah, he had like a slur, but I don't think he said anything too I don't recall anything too too upsetting to Marshall. He could no, have been. didn't they hug it out or whatever? Yeah, they I, hugged. I think he was supporting. Marshall thought it was weird. Which, yeah, which is weird. And then at some point, he takes his jacket, not fucking Josh, Marshall, and he goes up to Jackie and he puts his jacket on her, almost like saying, this is mine's. Now, <laughs> this is mine. And, I mean, that's what it felt to me, like he was marking his territory. Oh. And she's like, I don't need a jacket. That was before Josh showed up, though. I thought that. She yeah. said she was no, cold. She said she was cold. Yeah. So, but it, I mean, yeah, I don't know when he did. I, I'm not saying when it happened, but I think that was his way of saying, we're still together. We're not, because mm. it was awkward when they showed up. Maybe so, to like provide comfort for her. Like, hey, I know that we just had an argument or we showed up separately, but I still love you kind of thing. He said he was going to, and he, to his credit, he's still trying to, he's trying to hang in there. But I, I feel think like he, he's still trying to hang in there. But he ran, <laughs> he, yeah, he ran, didn't he? leave for a day or something after a fight he went to his place i think he, yeah and she got upset by that and he's like what am i gonna do stay here while you're upset yeah she didn't want him there and yeah. um i mean there's only so much you can do before you need to move on mm-hmm. and it was we saw that he didn't move on he just gave her space and he probably needed to leave because who knows what the fuck was going to come out of his mouth right mm. maybe yeah Micah meets Paul's mom, and I thought they looked alike, Paul's mom and Micah. <laughs> yes, they're very similar looking. And her mom is super supportive of their relationship, and Paul also meets Micah's parents, and they're supportive. Mm-hmm. And they say that they trust Micah's decisions. So, but when, on the wedding day, Micah, did Micah say that she grew up with divorced parents? She did, and... But they're... They're always together in this show. So I wonder if they just have a good relationship now. I thought that was interesting. Which is very possible. But we do see, I think, eventually the other part. Yeah, we see the other partner, the other wife, the the new mom, or whatever you want to call her. No, no, no. That's Paul's parents. Is that talking about Micah's parents. There's an... Okay, no, no. Because there's a blonde, and then there's another blonde. He has... Wasn't there two... That's Paul's parents. I'm talking about Micah's parents. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. Micah's mom is the shorter woman with like the short dark hair who maybe has an illness. Uh, yes, you're right. I don't know what the hell that means. You're right. They are that you're they were together though. I was under the impression the whole time that they were together, but then during the wedding they were talking about how both of their parents were divorced. Is it possible that she, that's, no, those are her parents. Yeah, it's her parents. I think they just get along. Anyway, I thought that was worth pointing out is that they got along so well, I thought they were still married. But can I, I think I, what I, I I think is part of it, maybe, I think her mother's must, she's alluded to her, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're both are here. Mm. So I think her mom, her mom doesn't, I don't mean this to be bad uh, or disrespectful. She doesn't look well. And I think maybe Well, they said that she was sick and that Micah was afraid she wasn't going to be there. So maybe her father has a, you know, still 
involved with her because she's not doing the well. health stuff. Yeah, and that happens sometimes. Yeah, it does. Will and Micah go to Micah's friend Shelby's birthday party. And this is a, supposedly Micah's best friend, is mm-hmm. Shelby. Mm-hmm. And Shelby says that Paul is not the one for her. <laughs> but to be fair, she's... Very drunk. Wasted. But yes. I think we find out later she doesn't really... Sh- she doesn't really change that view. Right. Yeah. And that's... And also, my view is that Micah has a poor choice in friend selection. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, if she, a good friend... I mean, I don't know the whole history of everything and what she's been through and the guys she's met. And maybe she's been hurt and her friend's seen it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know... We've seen and got to know... We know that Paul is a pretty... At least... I think he's a super decent guy. He's he he he's respectful. Mm-hmm. He may be a little bit awkward, but he is definitely into her. I don't see him doing anything to hurt her deliberately. Right? Maybe socially, you know, do something that way. Um, so he he's not even given a fair chance. She doesn't even fucking know him. She says he's not the one for you. Yeah. There's there's no. Um, so I have to assume that comes from either jealousy, being protective of her friend, but. There was never a moment where I felt like she was saying, hey, are you happy? Mm-hmm. If yeah, you're happy, totally. Yeah, don't you support your friend for being happy even though their partner's fucked up? <laughs> Ideally, no, let's rephrase but it. But her partner's not fucked up. No, but generally, a good friend will find a way to support their friend either way. Absolutely. Yes. And that's where I think she has, like you said, shitty choice in friends. Mm-hmm. They... Paul and Micah, they visit Paul's house. And Micah wants to redecorate everything and laughs at his clothes in his closet. She's like, I'm going to be his interior designer and his stylist and his wife. She has a home in Arizona where she lives part time and asks if he would be open to living there. I didn't, I couldn't remember if she meant all the time or just part time. Well, at first I think she... Well, no, no, I don't think she ever made it full, but she made it at least seem flexible. Yeah. And she just wanted to, yeah. And she says something, I just want to know that there's some thought to it, that there's a potential for you to consider it. Mm-hmm. She never even expected, un- unlike um, Chelsea, where she goes, you, he's going to be living here. Right. Um, this is kind of like, I hope eventually we'll live in Arizona. She does say that. Yeah. Initially, Paul said no, but then he did say he would consider it. Mm-hmm. And there are moments where they're like super cutesy, like too cutesy for me, where it's like one of them will be in the living room and one of them's in the bedroom and they'll be like, are you over there? You're too far away. I miss you. But they're like really cute. Yes. They seem really sweet together. Yep. They're like two puppy dogs. Yeah. (laughs) No, but they are cute. And that came in time because that shit wasn't there when they first met. I don't know if it was as cute as that. I think they're... Once they were living together, though, after Mexico... Yes. They started talking like that. And I think at some point they must have had sexual relations, perhaps. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. They talked about it. So I think, yeah, there was definitely a physical affection or physical attraction that finally built. Mm -hmm. Bliss and Zach have dinner together at Zach's house. He's cooking, which is really sweet. He messes up the steak, but they still have a good dinner, I think, good conversation. And they dance in his kitchen, which Mm -hmm. is just adorable. Again, she's not willing to commit. She's like, we'll see when he says, let's do this again. But then they go on a date on a boat ride together Mm -hmm. and he kisses her, which 
Is that the first time we see? I think that's no. They they kiss in his kitchen. I think. Do you? Yeah, they 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 do. Do you do you think um, that was like their third date, or do I don't you think know. there was more dates in between? I have no idea. Okay, but yes. Yeah, so let's get to the boat date. Well, he proposes, mm-hmm. and she says yes, and she meets his family, which his sister looks like Irina, <laughs> which I thought was weird. It's fucking and. But it's not like he saw her in the pods, but isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah. The meeting with his family goes very well. And Zach meets Bliss's mom and sister or sisters and friends. And that also goes very well. Mm -hmm. I I really like his mom or her mom, Bliss's mom. She's a sweetheart. And then they meet Bliss's dad, who is not supportive of their relationship. I'm like, it's no wonder you guys got divorced. He, his mom and da- her mom and dad. <laughs> I was like, crap. I think he's very. Um, he's uh, he makes it clear that he doesn't believe in the experiment. He, he's God. He's got. He's his fucking worst nightmare, isn't he? Well, he talks over Bliss like constantly. Yeah. It's so frustrating. He doesn't let her talk. And I think Zach is kind of speechless from all of it. But doesn't he say something to the fact that he felt like he gets along with them okay? He says something later on, and I'm like, really? That guy's a prick. Maybe the producers kind of nudged him to be an an asshole. Well, he's definitely really hard, and he he demands the best, and he's practical. And I think that's fair when that's his, his, his baby. Yeah. Well, the guys are getting fitted for their tuxes and the women are trying on wedding dresses. Tiffany texts Brett to let him know that Jackie is not there God, for, dr- for dress try on. That and, is so. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Mm, and Marshall's there with the guys doing his shit. Mm-hmm. Does and he ever try anything? I don't think he ever tries anything on, does he? I thought he had a shirt on. I don't know. How, how fucked up. So Brett pulls Marshall aside and tells him, and Marshall seems really surprised. Yeah. And hurt. And the way they put the show together, it appears that during the time of the dress fitting, Jackie is meeting Josh for lunch. That's what I thought. But yeah. maybe it wasn't quite in that order. Well, she's going to bring receipts. <laughs> I thought that was an expression. He's he Josh tells Jackie that he still loves her. Yeah. And Jackie is like, "Okay, like let's be together." And Josh says, "Does Marshall know you're here with me?" And she says, "No." Which if I heard that from someone, I would be like, "Well, then you're cheating mm-hmm. on Marshall. Like I don't want to be with someone like that, right?" Yeah. But I think in his mind, he always thought he was the first choice. He was a better choice. So maybe he hasn't gotten over that fact. Maybe. He doesn't see the proposal as real because he's the guy. Yeah, maybe. So in this situation, it might be a little bit different because there might be a loophole there. But I have to I have to think that at some point, if she did date J- Josh, and it something's not going to happen. It's not going to work out. And she's going to want Marshall back, the guy that she should be. I just have a feeling she'll realize how special that guy was. Well, it doesn't happen in the show. No, but I, I know. I'm just, I'm. this is my fucking fantasy. But I hope Marshall. I think finds, she's done with him. And I think he is super done with her. Well, I think Marshall's going to find someone that's perfect for him. Yeah. I read that he had dated someone since the show, another cast member. But it didn't work out because he just wasn't over Jackie yet. I would have to say, my like you said, our the best couple 
or your favorite couple of all time is um, Brett and Tiffany. But I think I like next to Brett. I Marshall's my favorite guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's just very mature. He he stuck in there. He tried, mm-hmm. and I he think truly he, loved her. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. Jackie goes home from lunch, it seems, mm-hmm. and Marshall asks why she wasn't picking out dresses. <laughs> And she's like, well, I was with Josh, and I'm done with you. Wow. At least she's honest. <laughs> and he asks for the ring back, and she says no. She says, no, I think I'm going to keep it. <laughs> do you, well, can we, do you think the show pays for that ring? I don't know. So in previous seasons, when the couple has not gotten married, the women leave the ring on the table. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, Marshall. We'll have to Google that and find out. Hey, we're, guys, we're going to start a um, <laughs> GoFundMe to get Marshall's money back. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, okay, no. I think the show pays for the ring. Okay. I just don't know if the if they get to keep it if they don't get married. Yeah, I think it's more of a sentimental thing to say, hey, that's not yours anymore. I got to mm-hmm. find someone that deserves that I'm ring. I'm sure they write it in the contract. Yeah. All right. So we are at recording. This will be shorter when I edit but we're at an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, my Lord. We have a softball game to get to, and there's also the reunion that we want to talk about. So we're going to save the wedding and the reunion for our next episode. That sounds great. All right. Next week, we will be discussing... Well, next week, we will talk about the reunion and the wedding days. Mm -hmm. But the week after that... We will be discussing tips to run your busy household smoothly while while also making time to connect with your partner. Communication and organization are key to this, and we will provide you with helpful tools to make this easier for you. At the end of every episode, we go over our currently list, which is a list of a little bit of everything going on in our lives this week. We will post the list on Instagram at pod a little bit of everything. We would love to read about your currently in the comments, and I saved a blank template and our highlights for you to use. So tag us in it if you use it so that we can see it. Scotty, what are you currently eating? Um, so actually, I think I was eating this when I was um, like, you know, answering this question. I was, uh, and sandwiches. So a lot of sandwiches. Um, at work, I normally get a salad and soup and stuff, but I was so busy even at work I was I just made sandwiches and went back to my desk. And what are you currently wearing? <laughs> A lot of sweats. Okay. The last last three days. What social media account are you following? So I see this account from time to time. It's called um, Pulp Kitchen. It's uh, it's on TikTok and it's two guys that banner back and forth. And they do like little quizzes, like one guy will say, guess the movie, and he'll give like the actors, and then I love doing that stuff, so it's fun. And then um, they do stuff like reviews, Um, they talk about not just TV, but they also do series, like um, they were talking about one of the Star Wars series, Mm -hmm. so it's it's very, they're very good. Okay. What are you currently obsessed with? (laughs) Well, uh, Alec can vouch for this, I left my softball uh well let's rephrase that i left my mitt it's not a softball mitt it's a baseball mitt but i left my mitt at at the park like an asshole and i just it was like i mean i was looking everywhere for like an hour 
at home. I must have looked at the car twice, but I, um, I've had it for 38 years, and I, I did find it. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm obsessing <laughs> about talking about that shit. What are you currently listening to? So, I know I try to listen. I did listen to Smartless, but um, there's a podcast I found. It's called um, The Social Skill Coaching, or it's called Social Skill Coaching, and it's by a guy named Patrick King, and he has different episodes, and they're they're not too long, and I probably have shown I need to do this more, but there was an episode about active listening, and it, it was kind of short, which is perfect. So I found that very, <laughs> very helpful. Hopefully, I'll, I need to listen to it again. What are you currently watching? Oh, oh this, is, this was a real, this was a, a day and a half binge. It was called The Beef on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was starred Ali Wong um, and Stephen Ewan from Walking Dead, Glenn. And it was fucking great. I hope we can talk about that sometime. Yeah. Right, so now that's Allie. What are you? Uh, what are you eating? Uh, my birthday was this week, and you took me to the melting pot, and it was really yummy. We've been there before, and it, they just always get it right. They yeah. have, and they have gluten free options, which is amazing. And uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. What are you wearing? The weather is more spring like now, and so I've been wearing sundresses, and I love it. I love sundresses. Okay. Uh, social media account. The Homo Sapien Experience on TikTok. It is two gay guys who are like your gay besties, and they're just so uplifting and positive, and they make me feel loved. Okay, well, that's nice to hear. Um, what are you obsessed with? Another birthday item, <laughs> a gift from you, a Capri Blue Volcano Candle, which, if you know, you know, and it is the container is rainbow. <laughs> I love it. It smells so good. Yeah, great. Um, what are you listening to? I'm listening to my therapist. The actual therapist or a show? No, my therapist. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yeah. He's definitely a... Um, I've heard some stuff. He, he knows his shit. He's a good one. Yeah. What are you watching? I'm watching the same thing as what you. What the fuck? <laughs> the, be- the Beef on Netflix. We did binge it in two days, which I don't think we've ever done that with the show, but it was so, so good. Definitely yeah. a must-see. It it has comedy, um, drama, action, suspense. Um. I really liked the ending. It was a little bit weird and quirky, mm-hmm. but the way that they did it, it could it could be left and it would be fine, or mm-hmm. they could do another season and they could build off of the ending. And I love that. I love when a show can do that. Yeah, and I to be, I wanted to just mention one thing. Ali Wong is she, she's a comedian. Mm-hmm. She did another um, show on Netflix. It was a movie that she was pretty good. This show showed me that this she could potentially be an award winning actress. Mm-hmm. She did such a great job. And Stephen uh, uh, Nguyen or Yuen, sorry, Stephen, uh, uh, excellent. Those both those guys were so good. They did a great job. Be sure to follow us and check us out on Instagram at pod a little bit of everything and on TikTok at A-L-B-O-E underscore pod for more content. If you have any topic suggestions or a question you would like to submit, you can also DM us on Instagram or TikTok. Check out the Patreon for bloopers, more private details of our lives and dating services we offer. Thanks for listening to a little bit of everything podcast. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, hit the subscribe button and your device 
we'll notify you when our next episode is released. Guys, thank you for listening and be safe out there. Like and subscribe, comments, notifications. Love you. Love your show. Bye.